It's time for another Nebraska Prep Zone report. We are sponsored today by MD West One, Nebraska's most advanced sports medicine, orthopedics, neurosurgery, and spine care, covering greater Omaha for over 70 years. I'm your host, Jake Anderson, and I'm pleased to be joined today by Stu Pospisil. We haven't had you on in a few weeks, Stu, and it is the perfect time. We have Boys State Basketball this week coming off just a fantastic girls' state basketball tournament. And before we preview that boys' first-ever five-day event, let, let's just reflect for a little bit on that girls' tournament. We were just saying Saturday delivered. Grace Cave going coast-to-coast for Weeping Water's first state title. North Bend's fourth quarter rally, a coronation fit for a Brit Prince, and Elkhorn North winning in its first season. Plus, one of our photographers, Lily Smith, pointed this out. How about this? Women's History Month is, is March. You had a mother-daughter tandem, Ann Prince and Brit Prince, win the state title. I thought that was really cool. Two Husker commits won state titles. Allison Wiedner, the first one, captain undefeated season, Humphrey St. Francis, Crofton won their first title since 2016. And burying the lead here, Alexis Markowski had 57 points and 46 rebounds combined, semifinal and final to cap Pius's undefeated season. That's great. Great Saturday. It, it was one of the best Saturdays of girls finals. And we, we were talking off air. I think that all these teams got at least one day off during the tournament I think that really helped the quality of basketball. I think it also helped, as we alluded to, to uh, as well, being able to not have to go from gym to gym to gym, uh, that everybody got at least two games of Pankle Bank Arena that was in the finals, that that combination made for better basketball. And I hope we see that again in the boys. We should. Yeah, it'll be it'll be great. There were still a few kind of clunker quarters, but the overall play made up for it. And it was it was a great week of basketball. You had a cavalcade of stars show up uh, that week, and I think we could have a lot in store just like that this week if if things play out. Well, speaking of stars, let's get right into it with Class A. That number one seed, Millard North. We've talked about all of their stars, all of its stars. You know, Hunter Salas, St. Thomas, Jaden Johnson, um, Blanken on the fourth because they have so many. They'll open oh, that. Jason Green. Yep, that's thank you. That's what I was forgetting. Um, they'll open that first round with a nice rivalry game, Millard South, the eight-seeded Patriots. Well, Patriots uh, pulled off two upsets in districts to get uh, the state for the first time in a few years. Um you know, they played Miller North tough during the season. It was 62-51. This was not a blowout game. And Miller North better not uh, approach it that, ho-hum, we're going to chalk this up as a win because Miller North or Miller South is going to try and slow the ball down, be very meticulous. Now, that said, Gretna tried to do the same thing. Gretna's the, the, the Moiba standard uh, <laughs> for playing deliberate basketball. Miller North solved that one. They should be able to solve this one. It may may not uh, get to the Miller North scoring average of eighty one, but um, you know it, it'd be hard to see an upset here. Yeah, and I think we were robbed a little bit just to circle back to districts of a Miller North Grand Island final. Not that Grand Island would have played them maybe much closer than Gretna, but it would have been fun to see that Hunter Salas Isaac Trout matchup. 
Um, but let's keep moving forward with Class A. That four or five seed, they'll play the winner of the one eight. That four, Lincoln Pius the tenth, eighteen and three. The five, Millard West, seventeen and five. That's a good four or five game. That's probably the best matchup of the day. Maybe along with Papio South that we'll get to, but. Uh, you know, Pius came in a shooting slump. Um, Lincoln East beat Pius two out of three games, including 56-51 overtime final. Um, you know, what what mindset does Pius have coming in? Uh, Millard West, one of the prior stories of the year. And honestly, they, they had um, one of their projected starters out with a season-long injury. Bill Morris and the coach thought that they could, you know, have gotten a couple more wins, even, you know, had they had him. So 17 and five, um, Millard West is going to be scrappy. Uh, James Conway, all Nebraska football player, um, really battles inside. Uh, Evan Myersick, probably their top scorer. Ryan Larson, you got to watch the three ball with him. Still think Pius is going to win this one. And uh, get a chance at Miller North. I, I think that's the best possible semifinal match up there. And then on the other side of the bracket, the two seed Bellevue West, who any other season is the one seed, 22 and two, the Thunderbirds. They'll face number seven, Lincoln East, Spartans, 10 and 12. Um, well, these teams have played. Bellevue West won by 30 uh, the first time. Uh, I don't. I think East is playing better right now um, as uh, Carter Glengos at point guard, averaging 20 a game. So does East. I just don't think East has enough to um, uh, stay with Bellevue West. I- again, I never worry about Bellevue West with focus with Chucky Hepburn at the point. Um, you know, he's just such a competitor, and Frankie Fiddler's developed into um, – you know, one of the top players in the state, UNO bound, uh, they're going to get a guy who can score in so many ways. Um, you know, I, I think West uh, wins this one by at least 10 to 15. And West has a few solid contributors as well. We talked about all the star power for the Mustangs. Um, Greg Brown is a nice role player for them, as well as, um, oh shoot, I'm doing it again. William Kyle has yeah. stepped into the lineup as a a junior and you know Josiah uh, Dosler yep. um, when he's on they're really hard to beat and you know Miller North remembers what uh, Josiah Dosler looks like on from the state final last year in the fourth quarter so uh, yeah I think as they go deeper in the tourney Josiah has to have his shooting eye going uh, for Bellevue West to uh, to go all the way. And that last first round matchup in class A is one that you mentioned earlier and one that we should keep an eye out for to upset that seemingly impending Millard North Bellevue West battle in the finals. Number three, Creighton Prep, 22 and two. Number six seed, Papio South Titans, 15 and nine. Well, Papio South has won seven in a row after uh, a roster move uh, and, um, a player uh, having to leave the team. Uh, Prep played solid all year. Um, again, they need to stay focused. They've had some issues putting teams away. You know, Midwest, it was a 42-40 game back in December. Uh, 
Papillion High, I think, was 51-50 in overtime. Um, you know, perhaps got to be focused. Papio South has nothing to lose. They knocked off Central at Central after uh, being there in that gym two other times to having two disappointing losses. Uh, and that knocked uh, Central out of the tourney, knocked OPS out of the tourney for the first time in 25 years. So Papio South, I think, is playing with a renewed spirit, obviously, as that winning streak shows. Uh, I still like prep to to get uh, past the first round and to uh, a third meeting with uh, Bellevue West that they so desire. And let's kind of open up the crystal ball for Class A. Same as girls' state tournament, the Class A will open Tuesday, and then they'll have that two-day layoff, two-day break, however you want to put it, and they'll have the semifinals on Friday at Pinnacle and the final Saturday. A lot of people want to pencil Millard North and Bellevue West straight into Saturday, move them five days ahead. Creighton Prep, Pius, any any other team, who do you think has the best chance of knocking one of those guys off? Oh, it's got to be Creighton Prep. Um, you know, in their gym, uh, Prep lost to Bellevue West in the Metro Tourney by seven or nine, and then uh, went overtime with them uh, the day after Bellevue West had knocked off Miller North. It was a tough one, too, for, for – um, for Bellevue West, but, you know, prep takes them to overtime, felt they could have won it. Uh, you know, Josh Lukey isn't penciling in a, a Miller North Bellevue West game. I'll tell you that. Mm. Uh, well, that's, you know, that, that's probably the, the second best game of the class A tourney. Um, you know, Miller North got the easier side of the bracket. Honestly, when Miller, when uh, Norfolk knocked off Lincoln high, that gave um, Miller North three extra points in the point standings that um, Bellevue West didn't get, and that makes a difference in, in the seeding. So at one point, we thought Pius could be uh, number one seed at, at one point, and then they lost to East, and then obviously we lost to East again in, in districts and goes as a wild card. I just don't – some people have said they think that uh, Pius maybe all the way – if, if they can't break out of their shooting slump um, that, uh, you know, when, when you have to go overtime with East in their, in your own gym, that's tough. Uh, I, I, I find it hard to believe it's not going to be a, a Miller North versus Bellevue West uh, final. Yeah. Usually, usually those pencils are correct and let's assume that they are. Let's assume that it's, Miller North, Bellevue West, round two, rematch from last year, round three of this year. Who's taking home the state title? Who's cutting down the net? I think it's Chucky and Frank and Josiah. As, as I wrote right now, Bellevue West, better moxie, better defense, and they've got Chucky. And Hunter Salas is going to have to become an alpha before college and step up this weekend and say, this is my team. I'm going to will this team to a victory. I mean, I think many in the basketball community are hoping Tim Cannon goes all the way with this team. It was crushing to him last year not to win it. It was crushing for a lot of people that they did not hold on in the fourth quarter after leading by 14 with four left. Um, you know, there's a lot pulling for Tim. 
Uh, there's a lot who appreciate Miller North's talent, but you know, it, it's hard to go against a defending champion that, that I think is better than last year across the board, certainly a year older and, you know, with Fiddler's growth and if Josiah Dosler shoots it well and Greg and William uh, handle their roles, um, you know, it, it, I, I hope it's a great final again. And, you know, it could come down to one or two possessions late in the game, but uh, it's hard not to pick Bellevue West to, to repeat. Yeah, I hope we get a nice – yeah, I hope we get a nice primetime game on Saturday – Bellevue West, Miller North, and that's no disrespect, as we've noted, to the other To Creighton teams. Prep. Yeah, to Creighton Prep, to Pius, to the whole field. I mean, Miller West could go, and I don't think it would surprise anyone. Um, oh, I think it would surprise. <laughs> yeah, again, I, I think there's three teams that can go the distance. I think there's chances for upsets early, but I don't think you can see the state champion being anyone but – Bellevue West prep and, and Miller North. And I've been wrong before, could be wrong again this week, but uh, you know, that that's what the chalk says. Well, we're looking forward to, uh, you know, the Tuesday, Friday, Saturday of class a, and before we preview class B, take a minute for a message from our sponsor. As the official team doctors for high school and college teams across greater Omaha, MD West One Sports Med doctors can get you back into the game stronger than ever. Meet the Sports Med team at mdwestone.com or call 402-390-4111. Thanks again to MD West One Class B now, and let's start at the top with number one Norris, 18 and two. They'll face number eight Blair, 11 and 11. Could we have an upset here? No. Uh, you know, everybody in Class B that was towards the bottom wanted to go out to Alliance and play. Uh, Alliance was a soft number one, to be honest. No disrespect to them, but their schedule in the point system rewards that schedule. Alliance lost 87 to 40 to Scott in December. And this was right around the time that uh, Scott was losing 39 23 to. Um, uh, Grand Island Central Catholic, uh, your number one team in C2. Um, we'll talk about Scott in a minute, but um, no, I, Norris uh, trade uh, Devereaux, and um, he's part of a front line that goes 6'6", 6'5", 6'5". It's a, a great feat for Blair to get there for the first time in 15 years. Well, I think it's a short stay for the Bears. Sorry, Nick Rubick. <laughs> that four or five game and, and all these four or five games are great another good one number four plat view 20 and four number five elkhorn 17 and seven well it um is round three for these two teams um elkhorn uh won 57 55 and then lost to um Platteview on a neutral court 59 54 uh, Kyer Milliken, 641 points as a sophomore, topped 1,000. He's only the fourth sophomore in state history to get to 1,000 that we know of. Um, he's got to go against Elkhorn's 1-3-1 defense. Um, you know, good good front line. You, you've got uh, uh, Drew Crystal, Husker baseball recruit, all-Nebraska football player, uh, solid basketball player, Colton Ewing uh, for um, – the Antlers, I, I think this one, 
uh, might be the first one to 50. I like Elkhorn in this one. All right. And the other side of the bracket, number two, Scott, who you mentioned, 18 and four. They'll face number seven, Waverly, 15 and six. On the football field, that's a nice rivalry game. How does that look in Lincoln? You know, I, I think it looks like a Scott win. Waverly really has struggled to, to score this year. Um, you know, both teams are very good defensively, but uh, uh, Waverly's has trouble self-admitted. Um, you've got um, Waverly averaging only 48 points a game. Uh, they shot better in their home gym against Scott's Bluff. Again, that was another one of those um, games where the Western teams just weren't of the same caliber this year. It was a down year for the West after some very good years, uh, you know, thinking of Alliance winning state titles and Scott's Bluff winning state titles, Sydney gained to, to um, a state final a few years back, uh, goes in cycles and this year it's, it's in the East and, and Scott uh, really, I saw the end of their uh, win over Norris on February 9th after the Bellevue West Waukee game. Uh, they're playing very good defense. They're getting contributions from a lot of kids, Charlie Fletcher, um, one of the uh, two starters back from last year's uh, undefeated state championship team. He's averaging uh, 13.5. Uh, I like the Skyhawks here. And then that final Class B first round game, number three, Elkhorn Mount Michael, 20 and three. They'll face the Orange Men, number six, Beatrice, 16 and six. Well, nor until this year, they those two teams probably would have played two or three times, but Beatrice uh, left the River Cities for the Trailblazer Conference that's new. So this is a first meeting. Um, again, it, Beatrice took advantage of playing a Western team to get to state. Beatrice lost to Nebraska City for the first time since at least the 1990s, if not before in sub-districts, but came back to beat Aurora in a district final. Uh, Elliot Jurgens. Leads the Orange uh, in scoring and rebounding, but they're facing a Mount Michael team. I mean, these kids, um, you know, five of the top six in their rotation are four-year regulars um, uh, for the Knights, and it's just hard to see them not getting, not advancing for another shot against Scott. Uh, Caleb Brink is averaging 14 and a half a game. Brad Bennett's at 13, and Joseph Chenard at 11-2, and uh, Mount Michael's averaging 64 a game, and I, I think they can get that again. And should note as well, same as girls here, we'll have Tuesday and Wednesday to kick off the day at Pinnacle. Um, first round games at 9 and 11, 15 each day for Class B, and then their semifinals will be Friday afternoon. Right. Mm. You know, the crystal ball says that Norris beats Elkhorn in the semis and Scott uh, and Mount Michael, uh, that's going to be a, uh, just a war. Uh, and I like Scott in that one. And then uh, ultimately Scott uh, uh, and Norris uh, rematch. And I think Scott wins again. Scott continuing their winning ways. It's winning ways. They, they, with Kyle Jurgens as coach, they've become one of class B's premier programs and, uh, I think they have to make room for another um, another basketball trophy there. And it would be pretty impressive for the Skyhawks first season without Tyson Gordon, who, I mean, we've acknowledged all he did there was win. And it's, he seemed like he's what made the engine go. They're right back there two seed and 
you know, crystal ball favorite for the title. Luke Scar's been a very good inside player a couple of years for them. Uh, you know, guard by committee, uh, both offensively and defensively. And, um, you know, I, uh, as we record this, this is like my fourth uh, breakdown of the, of, of Monday morning as we shove everything in before the, the uh, state tourney starts. But I, I see this being a low scoring class B tourney. Uh, I think one thing that this field really lacks, aside from uh, uh, Trey Devereaux at um, at Norris, is a, a top scorer, uh, somebody that's just an absolute playmaker. So I, I take that back. Uh, Connor Milliken from Platteview, uh, 641 points, uh, you know, for the for the um, uh, Trojans. But beyond those two. There's not, it, it's scoring by committee. And I think we're going to see a lot of 50 45 games, whereas Class A, I think, is going to be much more high scoring. And I think, certainly in the semis, you're going to see two exciting games. Definitely another good bracket that I'm looking forward to watching play out. And let's, let's kind of jump around a little bit here. Start with C1. Um, let's, what's the top storyline from C1? Well, can Aurora make it 62 games in a row in a third state title against a distinguished field where each of the teams has 20 or more wins? Now, some of that has come from um, some of the teams really um, playing down in class because of conference or geography. Uh, You know, you expect the larger schools to win a majority of the time. Uh, But, you know, games I'm... Looking at uh, Auburn playing Pierce. Pierce is the the reigning football champion. Ben Bramer, a very good sophomore. I, I think he's. Correct me if I'm wrong. Does he have a Nebraska offer? Uh, I've been lo- looking at him strongly. I can check while you're uh, while you talk the rest of the bracket. Okay, then you got Con- Omaha Concordia first time qualifier. Uh, playing uh, undefeated Milford. Uh, both teams enjoying their most successful wins in school history. Uh, I think that's a good matchup. I like uh, Milford there. And then you've got uh, Party Catholic and Wayne meeting uh, and uh, Adam Central and St. Paul, uh, both good matchups. Um, yeah, I, I like uh, Central Nebraska semifinal of Carney Catholic and Adam Central. Um, in the regular season, Carney Catholic won that matchup 39-36. I look for Adam Central uh, neutral court to reverse that, but uh, when it's all said and done, I think it's Cam Binder, Daniel Ferrari, and uh, Coach Jim Weeks bringing home a, a third consecutive state title for the Auburn Bulldogs. Yeah, ben, Benjamin Brommer for Pierce. He does have a Husker offer. Tight end last season, six five guy, forty four catches, seven hundred forty seven yards, ten touchdowns. So that's that's a talented dude for Pierce. That's football coach Mark Bramer's son and uh, very talented athlete. Uh, you know, people are saying, you know, he reminds them of Matt Herrian, who came out of uh, Pierce and became a very good tight end for the Huskers. So this looks like could be the next one. Let's let's jump across that all-page bracket sheet. What's the top storyline for D2? For D2? Um how do I pick against the uh, two run or the two teams in last year's finals? But I'm doing it with um, Humphrey St. Francis and Full City Sacred Heart. I mean, those are perennials, but um, 
Mullen comes in from the Sand Hills. Uh, there's more than golf in Mullen. And, um, you know, the girls took third, and the boys are uh, back at state. Uh, they draw false Sacred Heart. I I think um, Mullen wins that one. And then Why Not's beaten St. Francis already this year. And I think they get uh, the validation win in the first round. Uh, but the, the champions in D2 very well could be uh, Lincoln Parkview Christian with only one loss. Uh, good first-round matchup with Quinn Johnson and Loomis. Uh, Quinn's the state's leading scorer in the tourney with 645 points. Um, D2 is going to be better than normal, I think. I think you're going to see some um, scoring, especially if, if we get a St. Mary's um, um, Parkview semifinal. I think that one could uh, be quite interesting. Who's the player to watch for O'Neill St. Mary's? Uh, Aiden Hedstrom's averaging in the twenties. Um, you know, they St. Mary's lost, excuse me, in sub districts and came back to um, win its district, and that helps when you're the number one seed going into sub districts. You're going to get the number sixteen seed. Uh, but uh, yeah, Osceola is a team that is on the rise. May have to state this year. Uh, Tina Martinez with the Heartland Hoops tourneys already has lined up. <coughs> <clears throat> excuse me, the Bulldogs for uh, one of his Heartland hoops events next year. So, um, you know, that's not, that's not a uh, give me for St. Mary's by any means. And then let's jump back to class C, uh, C2. What's the top storyline for that bracket? Well, um, I'm expecting a rematch of last year's state final between um, uh, Bancroft, Rosalie, Lyons, Decatur, BRLD, and Grand Island Central Catholic. Uh, BRLD won it last year, has some graduation losses. They still have Dylan Beitler and, um, and uh, Lucas, or um, yeah, Lucas Vogt. And, and, but they're going to have to go against the GIC team that's a year older, Ding Jangmer and his brother Gil inside. GICC is always going to have at least six, seven, six, eight in the low post. And GICC, you, you break down their record. One and one against class A. They're five and zero oh against class B. They're six and three against class C1. They are steeled. They are, are tested. Um, I think they handle Tri-County. I think they handle either Freeman or Harrington C coming across. And I I think this year they've turned the tables on uh, on the Wolverines from Bancroft, Rosalie, Lyons, Decatur. And let's finish up with D1. What are you looking out for there? Well, Burwell, very talented uh, athletes there. Hasn't won a state title this school year yet. They're, they were very disappointed in football. Uh, lost in overtime to uh, Dundee County Stratton in a great uh, matchup there. And then uh, sixth in wrestling. Uh, that Burwell hasn't been to the state finals since 1961. I think they get there, and I think they beat a uh, a very good Humphrey Lindsay Holy family team uh, that's tourney tested as well. Uh, Humphrey Lindsay Holy family could have to get past a North Platte St. Patrick's team that uh, probably is one of the best teams in the West, regardless of class this year. And and you've got Walt Hill. Uh, back at state after a few years. Uh, Res Ball is alive and well. They're going to have to play a, a very physical Howells Dodge team that, uh, again, their schedule uh, may have given them a few more losses, but I think it's really helped them through the years when it comes to state tourney time. 
Well, I think we are all set for five days of high school basketball. Final five days of high school basketball in the state. A sad moment, but hopefully we cap it with a great state tournament. Um, we're looking forward to your coverage. People can find you at Stu OWH on Twitter. You'll have updates throughout the five days. And I'm looking forward to what the rest of the World Herald Sports Department turns out. Um, last week, we were talking before we got on. Our photographers, all of them down there in Lincoln last week, crushed it. The copy desk, as always, is fantastic, especially on tight deadlines. I'm, I'm looking Kudos forward to them. Kudos to, yeah, Lily, Lily Smith and Savannah Ham, our intern. I mean, those are, are developing, a, no pun intended, developing <laughs> very good shooters. And, yeah, I they're easy to work with like all our staff and they've got great careers ahead of them. Yeah. And, and to, to that note, Lily had a fantastic photo of Grace Caves game winner. Savannah had a great shot of Allison Weedner on top of the ladder, cutting down the net. Those are just two of their fantastic photos. And I'm looking forward to this week. What, what everybody does. Yeah. We're a great team and we need to keep that going. <laughs> On that note, that is the perfect way to end it. Until next time, thanks for listening.